everyone, this is Dr. Gala. Welcome to your Health Connection. It's great to be with you. This podcast is designed to give you natural solutions to your health problems based upon my 35 years of experience as a functional medicine practitioner. I love helping individuals experiencing complicated conditions when nothing else has worked. Each week, I'll be giving you health tips and strategies that you can implement to improve your health and function at your best. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Of atopic dermatitis, frequently called eczema, has increased dramatically over the last decade. Over 30 million Americans suffer with eczema. Up to 20% of children and 3% of adults suffer with it. And eczema affects up to 230 million people globally. The number of eczema cases in the United States has nearly tripled in the past 30 years. Symptoms of eczema include itching, dryness, redness, swelling, oozing, and thick, leathery patches of skin. Babies often have eczema on their face, but can also have it on their scalp, chest, back, outer arms, and legs. Children and adults tend to have eczema on the neck, wrists, and ankles, and in areas that bend like the inner elbow and knee. Today we'll be looking at the potential causes of eczema, why the number of cases has nearly tripled in the past 30 years, the best tests to run to identify the underlying triggers, a couple of case histories, and natural solutions that you can try to alleviate your eczema. Conventional therapy for eczema includes topical steroid creams, corticosteroids, antihistamines, and medications that affect the function of your immune system. These medications require continued use, have side effects, and do not address the underlying cause of the disease. I'll be going over the functional medicine approach to eczema, which consists of identifying the underlying triggers and recommending natural remedies to heal your eczema from the inside out. Let's begin by looking at some of the potential causes of eczema. A significant body of research indicates that eczema may be an autoimmune condition, meaning your immune system gets confused and starts attacking your skin cells. If eczema is an autoimmune disorder, the most effective way to treat it would be to identify and address the root cause and restore healthy immune function, rather than attacking the symptoms with skin creams and antibiotics. Most people who have eczema also have food allergies. The most common food allergens are gluten, dairy, eggs, soy, nuts, and seeds. The fact that all of these foods are typically eliminated in dietary protocols that address autoimmune conditions makes it more likely that there's an autoimmune component underlying eczema. Autoimmune conditions are often associated with and caused by small intestinal permeability, which is commonly known as leaky gut. When your small intestine is leaky, undigested proteins can leak through the lining of your small intestine and enter your bloodstream. Your immune system will recognize undigested food particles as foreign and launch an attack against what it perceives to be an invader inside your body. If the chemical structures of these undigested proteins resemble parts of your body, this can cause your immune system to mistakenly attack your body's own tissues, including your skin. Several studies of patients with eczema show that the condition has a significant autoimmune component and that the immune system targets keratinocytes, which make up about 90% of the cells in the outermost layer of your skin. Let's take a look at how the health of your gut affects eczema. 
Your gut microbiome, the trillions of bacteria, fungi, and viruses within your gut may be involved in the development of eczema because your gut microbiome interacts with your skin. Your skin microbiome is also home to millions of bacteria and other microbes. Similar to those in your gut, your skin microorganisms protect against invading pathogens. Researchers have found a clear link between gut issues and skin problems, and I've found in my practice that gut imbalances are almost always one of the root causes of eczema. The health of your skin has a lot to do with the balance of the microbes in your gut and the state of your gut lining. When your gut microbiome is balanced, it limits the amount of inflammation in your body and helps to maintain the health of your intestinal barrier. The lining of your small intestine consists of a single layer of tightly fitted cells called tight junctions. Only tiny particles of nutrients are allowed to pass through these tight junctions. The lining is designed to allow the absorption of the good nutrients into your blood and keep harmful particles such as undigested food particles, toxins, and bacteria out. If your intestinal barrier is damaged, unwanted molecules of undigested foods and toxins can move through open gaps in your intestine and enter your bloodstream. This is known as intestinal permeability or leaky gut. When harmful particles enter your blood, your immune system identifies these particles as foreign and produces inflammatory chemicals. If you don't repair your gut lining, you can develop chronic inflammation, and chronic inflammation can cause your immune system to go haywire and attack your skin cells. It's now well accepted that skin barrier dysfunction is implicated in several inflammatory skin diseases, including eczema. A study from the United Kingdom identified a significantly higher incidence of leaky gut in children with eczema when compared to controls. The balance of your gut bacteria can be disrupted by several factors, including stress, poor diet, antibiotics, painkillers, pesticides, and herbicides. Let's go over the impact of each of these factors. We all encounter a great deal of stress on a daily basis, and if you're stressed several hours per day, which most of us are, your body is producing the fight-or-flight hormones cortisol and adrenaline. Chronic stress can change the number and the diversity of bacteria in your gut, encourage the overgrowth of the bad bacteria, and deplete the amount of good probiotic bacteria. Stress may also weaken the lining between your small intestine and your bloodstream by creating holes in the gut lining. As mentioned earlier, when this happens, bacteria, toxins, and undigested food particles can move through the open barrier, enter your bloodstream, and cause inflammation. Eating the standard American diet, typically consumed by many children and adults, that includes large amounts of carbohydrates, sugar, bad fats, pesticides, processed foods, preservatives, and food additives, can increase inflammation and inflammation is a key component in the development of eczema. Diets high in sugar and refined carbohydrates result in elevated insulin levels, which in turn promotes inflammation. Certain foods, including nuts, milk, and wheat, can trigger the release of inflammation-causing cells. Other foods that commonly cause eczema flares include eggs, dairy, soy, citrus, tomatoes, gluten, and even some spices such as clove, cinnamon, and vanilla. For those with eczema of the hands and feet, foods that contain nickel may exacerbate symptoms. 
These include canned meats, chocolate, seeds, beans, including soy, peas, shellfish, and even some black teas. When you take antibiotics for an infection or ingest them from eating non-organic dairy products, conventionally raised meats, or farmed fish, the good bacteria in your gut decrease, and the bad bacteria and yeast forms can overgrow, damage the lining of your intestinal walls, and may lead to a leaky gut, which causes inflammation. Changes in the gut flora could be due to changes in birth practices and infant's feeding practices. C-sections comprise 34% of births in the United States, potentially leading to an overall lower range of diversity of gut flora and fewer beneficial strains of bacteria. This contrasts with vaginal births in which babies are bathed in the microorganisms of the mother's vagina, particularly lactobacillus. Taking non-steroidal and anti-inflammatory painkillers such as aspirin, Aleve, or Advil damage the delicate lining in your small intestine, can cause erosion, and that can lead to perforation and ulcers. This results in increased intestinal permeability, the medical term for leaky gut. In leaky gut syndrome, fragments of protein and bacteria reach the sensitive immune centers in the gut, triggering the immune system to produce antibodies to mount a reaction against these foods. Leaky gut syndrome is associated with food allergies and food sensitivities commonly seen in eczema patients. Common food sensitivities that can trigger eczema include dairy products, wheat, gluten, eggs, nuts, seeds, soy products, shellfish, fried foods, sugar, peanuts, trans fats, common food preservatives, and artificial sweeteners. Gluten, a protein found in wheat, barley, and rye, is one of the major causes of leaky gut. It produces a chemical called zonulin that causes the tight junctions in the wall of your intestine to open up, allowing unwanted particles to enter your bloodstream, where your immune system detects them as foreign invaders, attacking them, and creating chronic inflammation. Many of these foreign invaders floating in your bloodstream look very similar to your body's own cells. Your immune system can get confused and accidentally attack your tissues, including your skin. This process of mistaken identity is called molecular mimicry and is one of the theories as to how autoimmunity begins. A study from the United Kingdom identified significantly increased leaky gut and children who had eczema when compared to controls. It is generally accepted that there is some degree of allergy underlying eczema, and up to 80% of children with eczema will also develop hay fever and asthma. Environmental toxin exposures can directly dampen immune system function, specifically how immune cells develop and how they function. This overload of toxins may trigger an immune response and increase flares of eczema, allergies, and asthma. Kids have higher metabolic rates, and their bodies absorb more toxins than adults, and they have difficulty disposing of these toxins. There are toxins in the air, water, soil, foods, body products, cosmetics, home furnishings, and even clothing. Children are exposed to these chemicals more than ever. There are approximately 80,000 chemicals produced, and only eight chemicals are restricted on a government level. This overload of toxins may trigger an immune response and increase flares of eczema, allergies, and asthma. We commonly see sensitivities to chemical and fragrance-filled cleaning products, 
shampoos and soaps, as well as detergents, fabrics, perfumes, dust mites, and pet dander, chemicals from swimming pools, sand, especially from sandboxes, some types of carpet or grass, allergens that you can breathe in, such as pollen, artificial colors and preservatives, and wool or synthetic fabrics. Just like your gut, when your skin microbiome is out of balance and the bad bacteria take over, your skin can become inflamed, leading to the development of eczema. A review titled The Gut Microbiome is a Major Regulator of the Gut-Skin Axis, published in the July 2018 issue of the journal Frontiers in Microbiology, describes how your gut microbes communicate with your skin and that your gut microbes are the main regulators in your gut-skin axis. Your skin is home to billions of microbes, and most of the time they get along very well, as long as they stay balanced. But in eczema, the bad guys tend to take over, especially Staphylococcus aureus. And research has shown that Staph aureus is more abundant on the skin of people who suffer from eczema, leading to frequent skin staph infections. In a study published in Cell Host and Microbe, scientists found that Staph aureus, a toxin-producing bacteria, sometimes induces a protein that causes inflammation in your skin. People who have eczema also tend to have lower concentrations of cells that assist in building up the skin barrier, and this is why Staph aureus is able to flourish. In research done at National Institute for Health, live R mucosa, a bacterium that's naturally present on the skin, was taken from people who didn't have eczema and applied to the skin of 10 adult and 5 pediatric eczema cases. In the study, the NIH team aimed to restore the microbial balance of eczema skin by transplanting this good bacterium into the mix, and the results were encouraging. The researchers treated adults and children with topical R mucosa twice a week for six weeks and instructed the participants to apply the mixture to the crook of their elbow and another body surface of their choosing. Every two to six weeks, they had to apply a slightly stronger mixture. mixture. At the six-week mark, they stopped using the treatment and began a four-week washout phase. At 10 weeks, the adults showed a reduction in disease severity of 59.8% while the pediatric patients experienced an even greater decrease of 70.3%. The enrollee's itch reduction was even more impressive at 78.5% and 78.8% respectively. The authors of the study reported that overall, the treatment reduced the patient's rash and itch, plus it reduced the amount of topical steroids they felt they needed to keep their eczema under control. The NIH team observed no problems or complications since the study's conclusion and intend to proceed with larger studies of topical R mucosa-based therapy. Certain chemicals called parabens inhibit the growth of R mucosa, and this is a good guy, so it's important to avoid parabens, especially if you suffer with eczema. In an article titled Oral Lactobacillus Paracaceae, improves skin barrier function recovery, and reduces local skin inflammation. Published in the March 2011 issue of the European Journal of Dermatology, researchers demonstrated the positive impact of an oral probiotic containing the good gut bacteria Lactobacillus paracaceae on skin barrier function. 
And in a study of 39 infants with eczema who were given the probiotic lactobacillus rhamnosus for three months, the proportion of antibodies indicating autoimmunity decreased significantly in the treatment group, possibly indicating improved gut barrier function. Let's go over the best test to run if you have eczema. I highly recommend doing a GI map DNA stool test. I run this test on almost every patient. This test checks for bacteria, fungal forms, viral pathogens, as well as parasites and worms. It also checks your levels of digestive enzymes, your immune function, and the levels of inflammation in your gut. It's very important to evaluate the health of your gut if you have eczema. I also recommend doing a food tolerance test to check for food allergies because many patients who have eczema produce antibodies to several foods, so it's important to identify which foods might be triggering an inflammatory immune response in your body. I recommend doing a urine elements test to check for heavy metals and mineral imbalances because serum levels of heavy metals have been associated with eczema and allergy. I also recommend doing a Dutch urine test to check your cycling cortisol levels because cortisol imbalance is a common finding in patients who have eczema. Checking your blood levels of vitamin D is important because vitamin D deficiency is very common among eczema patients. And I highly recommend doing a Nutra-Eval blood test to evaluate over 125 biomarkers that assess your need for antioxidants, vitamins, minerals, essential fatty acids, amino acids, digestive support, and other nutrients that are critical for healthy skin. Let's take a look at a couple of case studies. A 25-year-old female came in on March 1st, 2020. She was suffering with eczema on her face, elbows, knees, and the back of her scalp. She also had bloating, IBS with alternating constipation and diarrhea, nausea, stomach pains, She had reactions or sensitivities to several foods, ovarian cysts, and fatigue, especially after eating meals. She'd done an allergy test through another doctor, so I instructed her to avoid the allergens that she had identified, and I recommended an anti-inflammatory diet. I ordered a GI map DNA test, and we began an allergy clearing process called NAET. Two weeks later, she reported that she was feeling better and the eczema was improving. On March 25th, she reported that the patches on her elbows and knees were better, her gas and bloating was much better, that her stools were not well formed, but she had not experienced any constipation or diarrhea. Her DNA stool test results were in and revealed a high amount of H. pylori bacteria, the bacteria that causes ulcers. She also had high amounts of dysbiotic bacteria, the presence of two parasites, and high amounts of antibodies to gluten. I recommended support to kill the two parasites, antimicrobials to kill the dysbiotic bacteria, and products to kill H. pylori bacteria. I recommended specialized pro-resolving mediators called SPMs to reduce inflammation, enhance her immune system, and help heal her damaged skin. She returned on April 4th about four weeks after we'd begun, and reported that her GI symptoms and skin were better. She continued the program for 12 weeks, and we then sealed her gut lining and added a broad-spectrum probiotic prebiotic. At the six-month visit, she was symptom-free and enjoying life. 
It's so important to identify the allergens that could be triggering your eczema and identify any pathogens and heal your gut. The next case I'd like to go over is a one-year-old boy who came in on October 1st, 2019. He'd been diagnosed with eczema at the age of three months. He was found to have traces of blood in his stool at that time. And blood testing had revealed allergy to gluten, dairy, mango, eggs, cashews, and peanuts. I recommended an allergy-free diet. I recommended a very safe liquid antimicrobial to address the dysbiotic bacteria in his gut and a probiotic that's designed for infants. Two weeks later, he returned and his mom reported that his eczema had cleared. We did an allergy clearing process called NAT to address his allergies, and four weeks later, we recommended some nutrients to heal his gut lining and continued to clear his allergy. His skin has remained clear for the past two years. Now let's go over some natural solutions for treating eczema. First, it's important to follow an anti-inflammatory, allergy-free, autoimmune protocol, or AIP diet. Focus on eating lots of green leafy vegetables. 70% of your plate should be filled with lots of colorful vegetables. Eat clean, protein-rich foods such as wild-caught fish, grass-fed meats, and cage-free chicken and turkey, and enjoy low-sugar berries. Healthy fats are essential to good health, so include foods rich in omega-3 fatty acids, like avocados and wild-caught fish. Please avoid all allergens that are found on your allergy sensitivity test and check for an NAET practitioner in your city to clear your allergies. It's important to avoid all processed foods, additives, junk food, processed corn, sugar, dairy products, and avoid gluten because it's one of the major causes of leaky gut. The GAPS diet is another option. It's a temporary intensive intestinal healing diet that can soothe the gut lining, and those who've tried it report that it helps with eczema, autoimmune conditions, and food allergies. The diet consists of two phases, the intro portion and the full-on GAPS diet. During the intro, you will go through six stages, beginning with only slow-cooked meats, vegetables, meat stock, and homemade probiotic foods. The second step is to identify and kill any pathogens found on your DNA stool test, replace any necessary enzymes or bile salts, and take the proper probiotics according to your test results. Many patients with eczema have histamine intolerance and benefit from following a low histamine diet, taking quercetin and a natural antihistamine, and taking a supplement containing the enzyme diamine oxidase to help break down histamines that enter your body from food or beverages. It's important to replace the proper probiotics and prebiotics after killing pathogens. If you have gas and bloating, I recommend taking a soil-based probiotic for four to six weeks before taking a broad-spectrum probiotic prebiotic. Eczema patients often have very low or high levels of cortisol, so it's important to check your levels of cycling cortisol and balance your cortisol by taking adaptogenic herbs, such as ashwagandha, bacopa, or holy basil. It's also very important to repair your gut lining after you've killed all pathogens with nutrients such as L-glutamine, zinc, and collagen. I recommend doing a metabolic detoxification program with a medical food that's been proven to remove toxins and heavy metals because high levels of heavy metals have been associated with eczema and allergies. Here's a list of some of the supplements to consider. 
In addition to increasing sun exposure, supplementing with vitamin D-rich foods like cod liver oil, sardines, and salmon may help prevent eczema in children and adolescents. During a flare, you should supplement with two to 5,000 units of vitamin D3 daily. Preliminary research shows that low levels of vitamin D during pregnancy and during childhood may increase the risk for developing eczema. I recommend taking an omega-3 fatty acid supplement containing EPA and DHA. Researchers from Norwegian University of Science and Technology have found that when fish is introduced into the diet of young children by the age of nine months and a fish is eaten weekly, the risk for developing eczema reduces dramatically. Probiotics may help prevent eczema in infants and decrease the severity of flares, according to research. Mothers who take probiotics during pregnancy and while breastfeeding may prevent eczema from developing in their children. During an eczema outbreak and to prevent future flares, taking a high-quality probiotic supplement containing 24 to 100 billion organisms daily should be considered. Taking 400 units of vitamin E daily can help to speed healing by reducing inflammation. Topical application of vitamin E may help to relieve the itch and prevent against scarring. Vitamins and minerals significantly impact skin growth and immunity, so it's important to take a high-quality multivitamin and mineral supplement. Coconut oil is the perfect moisturizer for eczema sufferers because it's antibacterial and antifungal and may provide relief and speed healing. The Dead Sea is known for its healing powers, and researchers have found that taking a bath with salt from the Dead Sea water improves skin hydration, improves skin barrier function, reduced inflammation, and relieved redness and roughness. And as eczema flares can worsen when exposed to high and low temperatures, Bath water should be just warm enough to prevent a chill. Applying a cool, wet compress lessens the itching for some individuals who have eczema. The intense itching is often the most miserable part of the eczema flare. Try using a natural homemade eczema cream that incorporates shea butter, coconut oil, raw honey, and lavender oil because this may provide relief. A topical mixture of licorice root extract and coconut oil has shown promise for reducing itching in a few eczema trials. Phototherapy is an FDA-approved treatment option that uses ultraviolet or UV light called light therapy. According to the National Eczema Association, phototherapy helps to calm inflammation, reduces itching, increases vitamin D production, and helps fight off bacteria on the skin. Adding 10 to 15 minutes a day of sun exposure, particularly during an eczema flare, can provide relief and potentially speed healing. It's very important to treat your mind and body because increased anxiety and depression can worsen your symptoms, and stress is believed to cause a flare in many adults. According to Harvard Medical School, some skin conditions, including eczema, have a psychological component. This is a dynamic referred to as psychodermatology. Researchers have found that meditation, progressive muscle relaxation, and focused breathing may provide not only relief during a flare, but expedite healing and prevent future flares. About three years ago, my husband and I were introduced to something called The Three Principles. It's the best way of dealing with stress that I've ever seen. It's just a simple explanation about how our minds work and that, that our feelings are a result of our thinking. 
There's no technique. You don't have to buy anything. You don't have to go anywhere. You just watch YouTube videos and discover how simple it is. My favorite speaker is Dickon Bettinger. That's B-E-T-T-I-N-G-E-R. He's a PhD psychologist, and he's just so soft and gentle, and he gives you a great explanation of the three principles. I hope this information has been helpful to you. If you'd like a one-on-one consultation, please visit me at drgala.com. That's D-R-G-A-I-L-A.com. Please follow and like our page and stay in touch by hitting subscribe. I thank you so much for listening.